Welcome to the Modern Heathen Man. I'm your host, Joe, and I want to say hello to everyone. I hope we're meeting you well today. I hope that everything is going good for you. Yesterday being the July 4th holiday, I hope you all had a great time. Good picnics, good time with friends. Got a chance to share some heathen um, friendship and love and joy with one another. You're going to hear a lot of noise today in my podcast. Um, my wife and I are getting ready to go and do a wedding in Jacksonville, Florida. So we're packing up and getting ready to go, getting everything ready for that. Um, so you hear quite a bit of noise going on, quite a bit of things in the background. Um, kids, dogs, you know, everything like you normally would. So let's start off our morning today with our morning prayer and go from there. Gods and goddesses, Aesir and Vanir, thank you for the blessings you have given me. Thank you for being with me. I ask you to continue to bless me and be by my side. I ask you to help me to face the creeds of the Norns with courage, honor, and frith. And I ask you to help me to do the best that I can for my faith, my ancestors, my family, and my kindred this day and every day and always. Grant me wisdom, honor, strength, and frith to continue to bring honor to you and my ancestors. Hail the gods. Now, with that morning prayer, you don't have to use that morning prayer each and every time. You could use something different if you like. It's entirely up to you. And I'm going to be reading from the Havmal today, starting with um, Havmal number 70. More blessed are the living than the lifeless. Tis the living who come by the cow. I saw the hearth fire burn in the rich man's hall and himself lying dead at the door. The lame can ride horse and the handless drive cattle. The deaf one can fight and prevail. Tis happier for the blind than for him on the bale fire, but no man hath care for a corpse. You know, this is reiterating the old adage, um, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you may be dead. Um, that is truth. I mean, in life, we have so many different things um, that we can do, and a lot of times we choose not to do them because for any reason whatsoever. I mean, one reason or another, we choose not to do them. We're angry that day. We're upset that day. You know, Odin and this pastors are telling us to do the things that are worthwhile. Do the things that you can do while you're living and enjoy them and don't worry about the stuff because later on, you're just going to be an empty shell that's laying there dead in all honesty. So let's take his words, let's heed them. And uh, I know they're, they're good words. So when I come back, we're going to be talking a little bit about what I'm doing this weekend, um, my travels and some other stuff and how it pertains to modern heathenry. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you. Give me a few moments, grab yourself a horn, grab yourself a cup, fill it with your favorite mead, cider, or just some coffee. Sit back and relax, enjoy the air conditioning, because it's hot out right now, and uh, enjoy Modern Heathen Man. See you in a few moments. Welcome back, and thank you for 
listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the promos I have on there for some heathen businesses. Um, they really appreciate that. Um, if you get a chance to go ahead and visit them, they are definitely heathens doing things for heathens and um, all their products worthwhile. I will have a new product coming up real soon um, by a place called Beast Curiosities. I'm testing their beard oil right now, and man, is it good. It, it's the, the ones that I've done are incredible. Anyway, so <clears throat> my trip this weekend is to Jacksonville, Florida. <clears throat> it's roughly five hours away from where I live, so I'll be traveling there, staying over for the weekend, and then traveling five hours back. Um, it's not so much a problem because they are definitely members of my kindred and their friends. You know, we consider them family, to be honest with you, and I'll be marrying them. But I got to thinking about how important it is to have actual practitioners of heathenry. Um, I get emails all the time or messages on Facebook asking me if I'd be willing to come to a certain place and do a wedding or do this or do that or the other thing because there's nobody there that's a practitioner of what we are, of heathenry. Um, you know, I went over once before one of the things why we need some trained clergy and it, it's really that important. I mean, <clears throat> all the rites and rituals of life happen, whether we want them to or not. And, you know, if you're a Christian or you're Jewish or you're um, anything like that and, you know, the normal, I, I shouldn't even say normal, of the common religions, you're able to just go ahead and, you know, go to a church, go to a pastor and go ahead and get married and do what you have to do to, to seal that bond and make that happen. And it's not fair in the heathen community that they don't have access to that. Um, you know, in a couple months, in like eight months, I'm traveling all the way up to almost Tennessee to do another um, wedding. And that, again, is like five, six hours away where I have to stay the weekend. And then the question comes up, do I charge them for that? I mean, because it costs me money. It's going to cost me the gas to get there. It's going to cost me the gas to get back, the time off of work for my wife, the um, hotel stays. And, you know, it's not cheap, and I don't want them to pay for my vacation. But in the same token, I wouldn't have to travel that far if we'd have trained clergy. You know, so if I say then it's going to cost you $300 for me to do your wedding, they look at me like I'm crazy and it may sound like I'm gouging them. But in all honesty, I'm not, because if you take into consideration the $40 or $50 in gas there, the $50 in gas back, that's $100 right off the bat. Then on top of that, you have the hotel stay, which at the least are $50 a night. So you have you have to get there the day before. You make sure you rest up and get everything together. You have to go over the rehearsal with them because a heathen program is not very small at all. It's actually a very large program um, with a lot of pomp and circumstance you know, in it. You, know, you do things to represent different things. And then once you do it, you have the actual day of the actual wedding. So you're talking at least two nights in a hotel and anywhere from $50 to $100 a night. Now you're at, you know, another $100 to $200. So now you're just at two to $300 right there. Your food while you're there, your travel expenses while you're there, you know, and now you're talking food and, you know, laundry or whatever, whatever you have to do. Or if you're getting, you know, this or that plus the certificate for them. 
you know, $250 is not that much to ask, or $300 even, depending on how far they are, you know, plus a time missed at work, so you're not, you're out that money, you know, so even if, uh, you know, let's say you make $10 an hour, you're missing two days of work, that's 16 hours, that there's 160 bucks, again, lost time, so people have to consider all that, and the need for local practitioners of heathenry is something that is really important. I mean, it really is. Um, I am the president of the IAF, the International Satri Foundation, and in doing that, we've come up with a study program for making um, Gothar. We haven't implemented it yet. We're working on getting teachers and some other things. It's a really good program, and I'll tell you what, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, and I've never mentioned this before, but the need for trained Gothar is necessary. Even without International Satri Foundation, go to the Trove, go to any other place that you can actually become ordained and learn what you need to do for an actual heathen service and do it because the need is there. I mean, it's not... A small need. And like I said, you know, me charging $250, I don't want to do that, but I have no choice. I mean, if they'd give me $50 for the service, that wouldn't even cover my gas getting there, you know, and going back home. That's that's where I am with that. And I, I'm not trying to say it to be mean, but in all honesty, that's what it is. And I mean, I'll continue to do it because of the service I give, but, you know, we, we have to consider the need for trained Gothar. The other thing is, in the training, I mean, you're going to have to learn how to make a wedding. I mean, it's just, or a hand fasting, whatever you want to call it, you're going to have to learn how to make one because they're not easy. I mean, they're really involved. The one I have, the one I have here is actually, let's just go over this real quick, that they chose is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 pages long. I mean, and you're talking regular 13 pages, you know. I mean, it involves salt water. It involves water. It involves um, candles. There's like five or six different candles. Um, the directions, the Gothar, um, Gandar staff, sorry. Um, the hammer, um, sword. It involves everything, and it is something that is just really, I, it's in-depth, and it's, you know, considered, I'm sorry about the noise, every time I seem to be on a podcast, there's something that has to happen with my wife's phone, either Facebook comes on and blasts something out, or speakers are going off, or something, it always happens, and she always has to do it directly behind me while I'm on my podcast, strangely enough, so either way. Um, I lost my train of thought now. So as we do this, we have to learn how to get these programs going. And it's not just marriages. It's also things like um, births of children, naming ceremonies, um, making a young man a warrior, making a young woman a shield maiden, um, things of that nature, the coming of age ceremony, um, funerals, uh, Weddings, as we know, and there's so many, so many more blessings of families as they're leaving, um, good tidings to people that are going off, soldier blessings, things of that nature, things that most people don't consider 
all those have a need from a trained Gothar or a trained Seether or a trained, um, well, give me a second, Volva. We need those positions in our society. One of the biggest problems we have is because we're not organized, we don't have a curriculum for that. Like, to give you a case in point, if you wanted to be a reverend tomorrow, what would you do? Well, you'd sign up at a college, you'd go take your course, and from there you'd go to a seminary. From the seminary, you'd be ordained, you'd then get a church or find a church to go to, and you'd begin preaching. Pretty straightforward, right? But how do you do that as a heathen? Number one, we don't have any curriculum. Number two, we don't have any schools. Number three, we really don't have any organized churches. Number four, we don't have any ordination process that really is stabilized and set. These are things that I talk about all the time. And these are things that people always want to talk about. We, well, we're not. We're not organized. We're not this. We're not that. You know, I'm not saying organized in the sense to become a fully organized religion. I'm saying organized in the sense to become cleaning house organization, what I'm saying. You know, you, you can have organization and be messy. There's totally, I mean, everybody gets that when I say that. I mean, you look at some people's desks and you're like, what in the world is that? But they know where everything is. They're organized. It may look like a mess to you, but it's organized. And we can do the same thing with heathenry. You know, it may look like a bunch of people just doing whatever they want, but we can have a background organization that builds up Hoffs, that builds up Gozar, that builds up, you know, people in general to fill those positions throughout the heathen community that are needed. I mean, even the the thing of Drayton is needed. We, we need people to protect our kindreds while we're having services and everything else. So when I come back, we'll talk more about this. Um, I want to thank you for listening and I'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Joe at Modern Heathen Man. How are you all today? Hoping you're having a good and uh, great day. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys about this YouTube channel that I found called Midgard Musings. It's by a man named Jesse and it is incredible. He has new videos uploaded on the channel every Sunday night and he has a live Facebook stream every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, Central Standard Time. Midgard Musings' goal is to help build heathen communities around the world with educational content and laid-back fun manner. He values the historical aspect of this path and uses it to help us grow and develop as heathens in modern times. So if you've been a heathen for a while or just brand new to it, definitely check it out. It's something worthwhile. If you'd like to support Midgard Musings by subscribing to youtube.com forward slash Midgard Musings, following on Facebook and purchasing merchandise from the Teespring and Redbubble stores. Redbubble, say that three times. All of which can be found on the YouTube channel video description. Midgard Musing also offers handmade driftwood rune sets for sale, and the purchase of these items helps support the channel. Just to touch base on that a little bit, I actually own one of those rune sets. They are incredibly nice, good feel, wonderful stuff, good power within them. 
I'm telling you, worthwhile checking out. So please head on over to Midgard Musings, like and subscribe to the channel and follow on Facebook and on YouTube at facebook.com slash Midgard Musings and youtube.com slash Midgard Musings. M-I-D-G-A-R-D-M-U-S-I-N-G-S will find you that Midgard Musings. Thanks guys and have a great day. Hey everyone, welcome back. So as we were talking about, you know, we, we need to begin to organize somewhat. Um, just the looks of organization are important. We need to build a place where a positive is a repository of the knowledge that is needed to be Gothar. Now when I say these things, most people look at me like I'm crazy. But in all honesty, if... You know, we want to be in this world that we're in, and we need to be in this world that we're in because there's a need for this stuff to happen. We have to do something to help it along, to help it happen. The only thing that we can do to help this thing happen is to have these trained go with our and the people practicing and the practitioners of the actual practices. You know, there's nothing wrong with solitary heathenry. I, you know, I, I believe in solitary heathenry. But the question arises, if you're solitary, who are you going to pass your knowledge on to? I mean, then it just dies. And we're back to square one the way we were when we first started Asatru again. I mean, heathenry is a great solitary thing, but <clears throat> solitary does not disseminate very well. I mean, that's just the, the bottom line. So, I know all these things I'm saying, people are like, oh, he's crazy, he's this, he's that, he's the other thing. And everybody thinks that <clears throat> I'm trying to do this to gain myself fame and fortune. And the reality is I'm not. I'm not trying to do that at all. What I'm trying to do is produce a place later for my kids and their kids that is normal, that is accepted, that is considered a religion and that has trained people to do the things that they need to do. So, you know, we talk about Gothar and most people don't even know what Gothar even are anymore. We, we come from a society where, you know, Christianity has ruled for so long that instantly people think of Gothi or Gothar or Gothia as reverence. And they're not, I mean, I, I could care less what you did wrong yesterday, you know, and nine times out of 10, <clears throat> you don't have to come to me for a spiritual problem. I'm there to help you along with spiritual problems. I'm there to do some rune readings and some other stuff and help you along with that. But the bottom line is this is your path. And I've said it before, you know, my path is set for me. Your path is set for you. My path and my kid's path are totally different. You've heard it many times before, but, when it comes to Gothar, we are like reverends or pastors, but we are not. We're more like um, a mentor. You know, a mentor is there to, for you to watch, for you to learn from, for you to ask questions of, but you don't necessarily go to your mentor when you're failing, you know? 
if you're learning to be a woodworker and you have a mentor or you have a person who's teaching you to be a woodworker, okay, they're two different things. You know, the first person is there for you to physically learn from, for you to go ahead and he's going to tell you you're failing, you're doing this, you're doing that wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this right, that looks good, this is that, that's that. Okay. Oh, you're not planing properly. You want to plane at this angle. And he's there to physically teach you how to plane wood and do the things that you need to do kind of lately um, to learn to work wood. Now, if you have a mentor, a person that you watch and look up to that works with wood, what you're going to do is watch what they do, learn from it, mimic it, but never do they tell you you're wrong or right because nine times out of ten, you look at them from afar and you learn from them based on what they're doing or because you like what they're doing. And a Gothar is almost that same thing. So you watch him do the ceremony, you watch him do rune readings, you watch him do this, you watch him do that, and you learn from it. And yes, he's a little bit closer than that, that person that you're admiring, but in the same token, he's not your reverend. You know, so like the other analogy I use is football, okay? Every boy that watches football wants to be that star running back. And they have their favorite player on the field and they'll watch him every day or every Sunday on the, the boob tube, you know, and watch what he does and follow him and have his cards and everything else and really get in the game. But when he wants to learn the game, he starts out with his dad. He goes to a coach and begins to learn the actual game of football. A Gothi is that guy he watches on TV, that player that he thinks is the superstar. And a reverend is the coach or the dad. That's the two differences. That's where you find the difference between a Gothi and a reverend or a pastor. Most people come to me and ask questions like, oh, you know, I, I had this dream about blank. Um, can you tell me what it means? And I'll say, well, what did it mean to you? What did you get from it? What, what was it saying to you in the dream? What, what did you think this meant? Or what did you think that meant? And people get upset with me right away because they're like, well, that's what I'm asking you. And I'll say to them, I understand you're asking me, but the dream to me might mean one thing, but what did the gods or the ancestors want you to get out of it? So you tell me what your thoughts were, what your feelings were, what your process was when you saw this happen in front of you and we'll go from there and they don't get the idea behind learning how to decipher for themselves and this is where the trained Gothar comes in again because if we have these people in the world and they're trained if they go from one to the other they'll get the same answers you know, we live in a society today where people can just get online, ask a question, and assume the answer is going to pop right up at them, and they'll get the answer that they need. And, and nine times out of ten that happens, that's not necessarily good. I mean, because who says it's the right answer? Who says it's the answer that they need? You know, a lot of times I, I belong to these heathen groups, and I'm watching these people give advice to other people. And I'm not going to say the advice is wrong, but I'm also not going to say the advice is right. I mean, we have these 
brand new people in heathenry that are asking questions like, oh, what's the best book to read for heathenry? Well, they're giving them all these answers of these books that are written by people. And in all honesty, those books are those people's interpretation of what heathenry is. You know, whenever anybody asks me, what's the, the best book to learn about heathenry? I'll say, the Prosetta. And they look at me like I'm crazy, like, what in the world? But as you know, you just went through it and you learned that this Prosetta teaches us everything we need to know to be heathens. I don't know how to say it any better than that. I mean, and there's no need for interpretation because it's right there. You know, next to the Havamal. Havamal teaches us all the truths and things we need to know in life. Pretty simple. You know, the poetic is after that. You know, and once you've read those three books, I mean, you should really get a good grasp on heathenry. And then you can go from there and read stuff like Potter Colum's, you know, Children of Odin and Neil Gaiman's book. And, you know, those are the stories and the other people interpreted from the stories that were already read. I don't know how to portray it even better than that. I mean, it's just, it's that simple. The other thing is, you know, we need trained women um, in this craft. We really do because, you know, sometimes there's needs that arise that I can't answer as a man. I mean, I don't understand what it's like to be a woman. You know, I'm sorry, but that's the absolute truth. I mean, I can seek, seek the gods and do what I can to help you along with those things, but I, I don't understand what it's like. So we need trained women clergy as well, you know, not just men. Um, trained clergy for the military because they're not – the military is now recognized as Satru as a religion – but they don't have services available for that because they don't have any trained clergy because we don't have an organization that produces trained clergy with a specific set system that says that they are trained and gives them a degree in that specific thing. So it's kind of ironic, isn't it? But it is what it is. So when I come back, we'll talk a little bit more and um, I look forward to speaking with you. So I'll see you in a few months. Joe here from the Modern Heathen Man. How are you guys tonight? I hope I'm meeting you well. Anyway, I wanted to tell you guys, while I'm out traveling, it's not always feasible to carry my whole big altar box with me. So sometimes I like a little something in my pocket. And I found a great place to get that from. That's Odin's Beard Woodworking. Great little place out there. It makes small little pocket altars for you with candles and um, gods and everything in them, little sayings and such wonderful work that this man does carves everything by hand he has a couple things going on here he has little pocket altars that i'm talking about for 25 dollars. he has small d poles of five to six inches for 40 dollars seven to eight inches for 45 9 to 10 for 50 and 11 to 12 for 60. he has 26 different deities to choose from and more coming every day your choices right now are odin thor Tyr, loki Freyr. Balder, Braggy, Hamdal, Njord, Fenrir, Ullr, Vidar, Hermod, Hel, Freya, Ostri, 
Scotty, Sif, Air, Frig, Var, Throod, Idun, Sigun, Ran, and Yord. That's a lot of different gods to choose from. So he can meet anybody's needs. Tell him what you want. You can go ahead and find him at www.odinsbeardwoodworking.com. He also has a Facebook page, and I know he does some stuff live every once in a while that you can actually watch him carve those things. Anyway, give him a good uh, look-see there and see if he has something that you can use. I guarantee his little pocket ultras will come in handy for you. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. Bye-bye.